Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast where we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. There is no off-season, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Uh, let me tell you a little bit what's happening here. Uh, I am recording this at Dodger Stadium on Tuesday, September 26th. The Los Angeles Dodgers, the National League West champion Los Angeles Dodgers, are about to play the San Diego Padres. Uh, Denilson Lamet, I don't know how to pronounce his name, is pitching for the San Diego Padres. Alex Wood is pitching for the LA Dodgers. Now, I am posting this on Christmas Day because, do you know what? This is my Christmas present to you, my Sully Baseball listeners. I know that on Christmas morning, you know, we celebrate Christmas, and there are presents, and there's happiness, and people say, you know, what do you want for Christmas? Did you get everything you want for Christmas? And what I would love to do on Christmas morning is to go to a baseball game. But here's the problem. I live in California, and there's not going to be a lot of baseball games being played wherever I am on Christmas morning. So the best I can do is to transport all of you back to the end of September. We know the Dodgers are in it. We know that they're the National League West champions. Uh, I don't know where they are in the playoffs. I don't know if they win the World Series. I don't know if they get clobbered in the playoffs. I don't know. You all know. But I want you to basically experience what it's like sitting with me at a ballpark. It's early. The game hasn't started yet. They're still doing the pregame festivities. At one point, I would be joined by the great writer Michael X. Ferraro, who is my old colleague on the Dennis Miller, short-lived Dennis Miller sports show, Sports Unfiltered. And we're going to sit down and we'll wind up inevitably talking about the Phillies. And mainly, I want to hang out with you, my listeners, and give you a chance to go to a ball game on Christmas morning. So I'm going to sit down in my seat here in Dodger Stadium. Pre-game festivities are going on. Merry Christmas to you all, and let's watch a ball game together. Okay, and now is the part where they have the mariachi band play. They're watering down the field. The mariachi band is playing. I'd say there's probably, they're pretty good. I have to say, I gotta give credit where credit's due. I guess this is my Christmas treat for you. It's some mariachi music. I'll let it play out. As I sit here, waiting for Dodger Stadium to fill out on this September evening. But for you, it's Christmas Day. Okay, everyone. It's still Christmas Day. 
I'm sitting next to Michael Alex Ferraro. It is now, there's no score. Bottom of the three, one out. Bottom of the third. Bottom of the three, what am I saying? There's, sure. Utley is on set, on third. And Bellinger gets a ground ball to first. They throw home. Safe. The most exciting play in baseball. Look at that. So, Cody Bellinger hit a ground out to Will Myers, who stepped on first for the out, who threw home to God knows who's the catcher for the Padres. Let's let's just say it was Bruce Bochy. Sandy Alomar the third. Sandy Alomar the third is there. Benito Santiago Jr. Well, give me give me one more uh, give me one more Padres catcher. Fred Kendall. I was gonna go Fred Kendall. And so now it's one nothing Dodgers. Now the funny thing is when you're listening to this, you know if the Dodgers have won the World Series or if they were swept by the Rockies of the Division Series. I don't impossible. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That holiday still hasn't touched home plate. <laughs> nope. They should still be playing the 2007 wildcard game. Just saying. Um, but I'm here Christmas Day, and it's a one nothing Dodger game against the Padres on a beautiful night. Not not too cold. Nope. But it's sweatshirt weather. If you if you insist. Yeah, I, I'm wearing one, so I'll be mean, flying so, the wazoo flannel. That's right. Go, go Kooks. And Grandal hits a high drive, way back, called for by the first baseman. And there you go. We played three innings. It's Myers one nothing. Retired. Right, Will Myers. So I'm here with uh, uh, Michael X. Ferraro, the great writer of Unbelievable. Yes. And, um, and Circus Catch. Yeah, and I'm Circus Catch. Philadelphia Philly fan. Now, we're recording this for the, uh, it's late September. The one thing I do know is the Phillies did not win the 2017 World Series. The magic number is 87. So where do you think the Phillies next year? Uh, <laughs> I, I think a lot more of them next year than I do this year. Yeah, but there's a lot of great pieces there. We've got, we were the most profitable team in baseball, was my understanding, uh, last season. Are they going to raise a banner for that? No, no. (laughs) Do they get rings? No, and I don't usually go in for such things, but the point being, we have some money to throw it, some pitching in the offseason. There's a lot of good young offensive firepower. Aaron Nola is going to be a top flight starter in the big leagues for years to come. So, uh, you know, this year we brought in your Howie Kendrickses and your Bronson Arroyo. Oh, not your Bronson Royals, your Clay Buckholzes. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I get, well, what's I, the what's the difference? You know, it's Red Sox pitchers with questionable haircuts. So yeah. Uh, but so uh, you know, as I was saying before the game, I think it's it's pretty obvious. Mike Trout is a big, he's a South Jersey kid. He's a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh, let's bring Trout back to Philadelphia, where he belongs. Thank you. We also know that the Angels didn't win the 2017 World Series. Yes. Yes. So, and you think? You think they should be excised from baseball for not making? No, I think they should be fined. Okay. That they should, or, the, or they should be reprimanded. You know, though. You know, when when the management here, the the McCourt t- management, Uh-oh. was basically reprimanded yes. for taking the Dodgers and running them into the ground. Now, if you're the Angels, you're the it's the only team in LA that has a television contract that everyone could see all their games. Right. They have the the person who should be the marquee player in the game in Trout. The CJ Crow, oh, Trout. Yeah, and CJ. You know, you're trying to develop a, a, a following, and here's your biggest star. 
In no other sport, who's the biggest star in football? Um, Probably Tom Brady, super, right? Still, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What do I know? I was going to say, I was going to say Earl Campbell. I don't know. Um, the biggest star in basketball is probably what? Stephen Curry and LeBron James. Those would be. Those would be. At least the most. Re- yeah. Absolutely. And then you have the in hockey. It's. Uh, but let's it, look at it this way. Is it Eric Lindros still? It is still it, is Eric. Thank it, you. But in baseball, the the biggest star in you know is is arguably Trout, and save for three games in 2014, he's been on the golf course for every single postseason game of his career. Yeah, sure. And he got locked up to a long deal, as great players do, and then then he was trapped. He's like Rapunzel up in the tower, and, and you bring up LeBron. Like, look, LeBron's GM'd his way to being on title contenders. Yeah, he he's taking control of that. So Mike Trout can't take control of that process, but so right. So the Angels should be fine. I think you're right. Or, or they should red carded. There, there should be something like or like, hey guys, well, what, like, the, the. You're calling for a hey guys. I'm calling for a hey guys. They need a new GM. They need a new scout. Like if if you see a franchise, it's like hey, you know you have. I'm not going to go into the whole war thing, but if it's like. All right, you know you've got if you put a mediocre team and you have Trout, the mediocre lineup, you put Trout suddenly it's an okay lineup. Sure. And then if you you just need I mean, it didn't take that many games over 500 to make the postseason. There's a drive to right field. We back with back. Beep, 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 beep. tracking it. There's the wall. We oh, did not sacrifice his body. Nope, nope, he's he's uh, off the wall. Who yeah, that was Yagervis y- Solarte. Yes. Former Yankee, 32, who when he played for the Yankees, John Sterling had the Solarte. Mm. Oh, it's like okay, but then they traded him for Chase Headley. Second best, second best Chase. Chase, second best oh, Chase with a two si- with a two two syllable last name yeah. that ends with Lee. Yeah, to play an infield in the National League <laughs> in this decade. Pretty lofty. Yep. By the way, uh, nacho tots are available in field section 10. Jabari Blash is a good beverage to have with the nacho tots. Jabari Blash, which we is now up. That's one of the best names. Fans, wash down your nacho tots with a little Jabari Blash. I follow the game pretty closely. There are so many players on this Padre team right now that I'm like going like, okay, that name's fake. Yeah. That's like when you play like hardball by accolade and they can't get the rights to the real name so you have uh, uh, you know Mitch Baina and Hank Contos <laughs> they were both on my hardball team is that true? that's actually very true I had Doc Tompkins coming out of the bullpen is, is Hank Contos a ripoff of Hank Conger? Uh, maybe <laughs> this was the late 80s and I had my fake oh. my fake team Bobby Rose was behind the plate <laughs> yeah Bob, he, could, he could hit it wasn't Mitch there Baina. Bobby Rose that played in the bigs. Actually, the there White was Sox? with the, the White Sox and the Angels. Okay. Oh, yeah, great. yeah. I remember the Angels, but I also remember my my accolade hardball team. <laughs> my brother and I used to play way too much hardball to the point where we knew the players. Well, this is perfect because I'm sure it's Christmas Day, so I'm sure lots of kids have opened up their accolade hardball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea of we like I got to know these fake players. That's right. Because it did occur to me that I could actually have real players playing. That's right. Oh man, I used to. My brother and I used to have box scores of our hardball games. What, are they are they on microfiche? Have, have they been preserved in any way, shape, or form? I bet if I dig them up, I could find them. 
and we could recreate those games. Now that's. By the way, I think we mentioned this when you were a guest before, but one of the most fun days at Sports Unfiltered with Dennis Miller. On was, versus. Now on, on versus. versus. Now on versus. No, no Is longer. That on versus Classic. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> Ask your cable provider. Um, yeah. For ask your table runner what the hell is versus? Um, more people got versus at LA than currently get the LA Dodgers in there. Oh. But uh, you and I sat in the conference room one day, mm-hmm. and I went to BaseballReference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. Agreed. And we went to the 1980 National League Championship Series between the Astros and the, your your Philadelphia Phillies. Yes. And game, it was either game four or five, which were, I mean, one of, like, the last four games were all extra innings. Ridiculous. And I read you basically the play-by-play of the game. I'm still tingling. And watching you relive it, because you didn't remember all the details of the game. No. Even though you were well aware that they won. Absolutely. Was uh, one of the great proud moments of my life. It was magical. You're... Terry Poole, Vern Rule, all, yep. all, all our arch enemies. Yep. The yeah. rhyming names. <laughs> <laughs> who was the was Enos Cabell their first? Who was the who was the first baseman of the, the Astros? Of Astros I then. feel like that is right. I know. I mean, Jose Cruz was on the team. Joe Morgan was the second baseman that year on the eighty on the Astros. eighty Astros. Yeah, sure. Um, I want to say Dickie Thon was there, mm-hmm. but I may I may be conflating the eighty six. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, I think you are, because Dickie Town came to the Phillies after his yeah. horrible injury. And, um, when in doubt, I just say John Miserock, you know. Never never a bad guess. Um, their outfield, they had Cesar Cedeno. Sure. He, I had a Cesar Cedeno glove. Is that true? That's dead true. I, I didn't, but I think I, I envied those that did. And yeah. Cesar Cedeno, <laughs> very good in the... Uh, he was very good in the bad. Was he in all the Bad News Bears films? Well, I know he was in the one where yeah. they yelled, let him play, where That's Bob right. Watson yelled, let him play. That's right. That was breaking training. Bob Watson was not on that team. He was Because he was traded to the Red they just Sox. Signed him for, they picked him up for the film? No, no. They... <laughs> he was on the 40-man film roster. A little known. No, he was, he was traded to the Red Sox in 79. All right. And then was a free agent signed with the Yankees. Ooh. And there's a drive to deep center field. Yeah, right on the screws, back, Oh, Sully. but right back to where in center field is in game one of the 88 World Series is where Jose Canseco hit a grand slam that ricocheted off the camera at straightaway center field. Okay, so back to Bob Watson. You yeah, thought, yeah. you thoughtfully plugged my uh, I, my best-selling book, Unbelievable. It's, yes. it's like the it's like the verses of the hardback coffee table sports book. <laughs> Wasn't it published by Versus Press? It was uh, Triumph, <laughs> close. Not Triumph, the insult comic book, yes. but Triumph. But uh, Mr. Bob Watson, he, uh, th- this is a bit of trivia. Do you know this about him? I know. Uh, I believe he's the first player to hit for the cycle in the American and National League. Okay, we, I don't know if we've had this debate, but I, for a numbers guy, I could care less about the cycle. I, I hate all the talk about the cycle. Um, the only way I like is if somebody gets a triple on their last at bat. Then I'm good Oh, with what that. a nice play by Wood. Gets the out. See, I, here's the thing. I understand intellectually. Right. It's like the 20, it's like, it's like the win total. I understand that a win total has really very little bearing on the quality. Correct. But I still, when I see someone get 20 wins, right. I go, oh, that's cool. 
And so I get it that, like, if you're if you're a guy who hits three home runs and a double, yeah, that's a more productive day that's than hitting correct. for the cycle. That being said, yes. I find the cycle to be cool. So what if I've hit what if I've hit a home run, a triple, and a double, and then I come up and I put one in the seats, and I just go. Would I be your hero if I just went to first base and refused to uh, advance right, beyond I first? So what, I got my cycle. What's the score? <laughs> what's the, it? Totally depends on the score. We're losing oh, by one. Kiss cam. Kiss cam. So I'm sitting next to you for kiss cam. I am now sitting next to Michael X Ferraro for kiss cam. You're gonna see some verses here in a minute if the yeah. camera comes on up. Uh, while if anybody in the world is still paying attention to this, I just want to point out that Bob Watson, no, it's not the cycle that I brought up. Bob Watson scored the one millionth run in baseball history. I actually, now that you've mentioned that, I now if I'm not mistaken, yes. if I'm not mistaken, that was like some deal. Like, oh, who gets the millionth run was like it was a deal. It was like it was like it was like. It, they were making a big deal of it. Oh, wow. And, um, um, and like, when Watson hit the home run, someone else got, like, a home run, and they started racing around the base pass really fast to make sure that they scored it before anyone else did. Give me your five most obscure Dodgers in terms of... That guy played for the Dodgers? Oh, right. Well, the... Well, we, I mean, should I say the one that you, you, yeah, Jim Tomey. I think Jim Tomey is Jim a Tome. great leadoff. Yep. Um, why don't you hop in there? Ricky Henderson. Hendu, Hen, yeah, not, not Hendu, Ricky Henderson, of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got one. Hit it. Phil Garner. Really? Yeah. Scrap Iron made Scrap it out here. There was a period of time in the mid-80s where the, the Dodgers kept grabbing, like, veterans on their last legs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Clippers did that for a while, too. Like, Dominique Wilkins played for the Clippers at the that's end. Right. And that's right. That's most unfortunate. And some of them did okay. Like, Bill Madlock did okay with I, the Dodgers. I was just going to... I was going to throw him out. I had a... I met Bill Matlock when I was a college reporter, and he was playing with uh, Sparky's uh, Tigers, and I had a press he, pass at Fenway. He, he did well with. He did well. Um, Matlock was a great player. He absolutely was a great two-time batting champ or three. Uh, at least two, because he did it in both leagues. Oh, really? Yeah. I just made that up. I could be totally I wrong. I think they were both with the Cubs. I think, but you, think, <laughs> you think he won one with the? No, actually, I, th I thought he won one with the Pirates. Actually, I, I think you're right. I think it's one Cubs, one Pirates. The Cubs were in a different league. Yeah. Obscure um, Dodger. Oh, we're just rambling. Ba base hit by Puig. Oh, he's right for second. Going for two, oh, Going for two and he gets in it. Yasiel Puig stretches out a double. Fortune the issue. They're not saying boo, they're saying Puig. Yes, indeed they are. Number 23. So, you, you don't, we don't know, fans, you know, but we don't know if the Dodgers have gone to the World Series or won the World Series. No. But Paul Sullivan sitting next to me has said he thinks it'll be the Washington Nationals in the World Yeah, Series. I think it's going to be the Nationals and the Indians. And boy, people are laughing and said, oh man, he didn't realize that it was the Twins and the Diamondbacks <laughs> in the lowest rated anything, not even baseball game. There's Adrian Gonzalez at the plate. Ooh. A weak swing by Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, that was a rusty gate right there. Yeah. 
Andre Ethier on deck. I, I have a feeling Gonzalez is going to get a double right here. Do you? Yeah, I do. All right, I'll give it. I'll give it to you. A chopper over first. Hi. That's in your high for thinking it's going to be a chopper over first. All right. What do you got? Um, the Dodgers are what one win away from clinching home field. Yeah. Right this moment, they're a hundred-win ball club. And uh, Cleveland lost today, so this goes a long way towards because Cleveland is at 98 wins. So this goes a long way for the Dodgers at home field advantage. High drive. Looks like a possible double. Pop up. Catcher going back. Third baseman going back. Oh, my God. I think it hit Tommy Lasorda. Into the stands. All right, I gotta think of one more obscure. One more, yeah, I'm sorry. One I more obscure Dodger here. The ball here. Uh, Gary Carter. I love it. I'll give you another one. John Candelaria. Yes, yes. That is a great one. It's, the key is someone who you associate with like a different like. Right. Like really, John Candelaria was a Dodger. Yeah, absolutely. Eric Davis. That's a good one. Jesse Orozco. Well, but he had some years here. He had one year here. Is that it? Yeah, but they won the World Series. So, so then maybe his ring will remind him that he was on the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Tudor uh, pitched in a World Series here. He struck out. All right. Well, I'm gonna. We're gonna have our little Christmas celebration. Come back after a few innings. Unless oh. oh, you got you got anything. Hey, seventh inning stretch time. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Sing it, Michael Ferraro. Uh, I just Buy want your me voice. some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. Acting it. Root, root, root for the pilots. If they don't win, it's a shame. The Denver Zephyrs. All right, it's one, two. Three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. The ball, one more time, game. Yeah. Take me out to the crowd. For 10 size more. Wiring some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back for its root. Root, root for the Denver Zephyrs. <laughs> they don't win, it's the same. Or it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball. Merry Christmas! You beautiful building and loan! <laughs> Alright, so Michael Ferraro is here and he loves all the video stuff they put on here. It's a non-stop fun fest. I just I never dreamed that I could watch and see if a fan could play beer pong better than Chris Taylor, and then even if they didn't, they would still win a prize. But you I know what? We all lost. We all lost. So, so Ferraro, before I let you go, as the uh, right now the score is five-two. There's a great play at home plate, He's throwing out a runner. Uh, I forget who was what. Um, the uh, thank you. I I have a thing that I think we should do with every team, and that is the first base coach 
Now, the first base coach is, let's face it, not the hardest job in the world. No. You know, it's, it's like, you say, back! When they throw back, so go, go to second, go to second. Yeah. The third base coach has a lot to do. First base coach is just yells, back! That's yeah. what he does. Yes. So I think the first base coach should be quasi-ceremonial. Like, Ooh. like Ooh. I remember when the White Sox won the World Series in 2005, right. the first base coach was Harold Baines, all-time f- fan favorite. Sure. Every time there was a run on first, you saw Harold Baines. Yeah. And the Yankees used to have guys like Roy White would be the first base coach. Sure. You know, so like, oh, there's so every time there, oh, there's a guy who was, you know, not like a Hall of Famer, but like a beloved player yes. on the team. A fixture. A fixture. And... Now, the Red Sox currently have Ruben Amaro Jr., which is a fixture for bad general managers. Ruin tomorrow is what we call them in Philadelphia. <laughs> but I'm thinking, like, why isn't that not Rick Burleson? Why is that not, sure. you know, Jim Rice? Yeah. You know, you know what you got to do is, I almost think you go outside, what former beloved player needs a hand? It's like hard on his luck. and like, oh, yeah. Or one who has never won a title. Right. So that becomes a big thing. If we win a title, that's sort of like when, when the White Sox won the World Series, Harold Baines gets a World Series ring. Because he was the first. He was first base coach of the team. So, so I, I think this is a good idea. I thought you were going even further. We talked earlier about, we talked about Ellis Valentine and your memorable interview with Ellis and the fact that he guessed it on Fantasy Island. You yeah. asked that hard-hitting question. Uh, I want... I want guest star first baseman. So Will Smith, first base coach. That's exactly Will right. Will Smith of the Phillies. Yes. You got Matt Damon there for the the Red Sox or Ben Affleck. Absolutely. But but to your point, those are those are big names, Sully. So I think we bring it down a peg. You and I. Well, no, but <laughs> not think, that low. <laughs> I think we go character actor for like Dom Herrera is from Philadelphia. Oh yeah. I want Dom Herrera at first oh, base. I'm, I'm done. You're in. You're yeah. in. I'm in. Uh, and then you and get I don't Ma- want them in uniform. Ma- Michael Chiklis, a yes. big Red Sox fan. The commish? The commish. You have the commish. You have the commish. The commish slash first baseman? Yeah. That's, I, yeah. Th- I think that's where we should go with this. Jerry Seinfeld will do. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez, the cooler, fells one off. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm dead serious when I think about, like, when I see the first base coach, it should be a former player, like a beloved player for that team. Like, Willie Stargell was the first base coach for the Braves. That was weird. That makes little to no sense whatsoever. Babe it's like Ruth. the clerical errors happened at the league. Babe Ruth was the first base coach for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Right, but that's because there was a speakeasy under first base. <laughs> <laughs> Babe. <laughs> and there was a syphilis doctor in the first base box. It was a very convenient. Uh, long drive. Way back, way back. And Adrian Gonzalez has homered. Adrian Gonzalez, an elderly fan, caught the ball. Adrian Gonzalez has just homered. I feel badly that I called McCuller. Right? A gone. And Adrian, as he rounded first, he high-fived first base coach Pat Sajak. (laughs) And wouldn't that just make it a little more interesting? A little more interesting. By the way, I met George Guber Lindsay's son at LAX the other day. You met who? 
George Goober Lindsay from the Andy Griffith Show oh, at Mayberry RFD. How dare you just say that as if you said, I saw Mike Schmidt. <laughs> like, I meant my brain is calibrated at a baseball game. Well, and I'm, you said George Goober Lindsay. I'm trying to bring character I'm, actors into the first base box, and I think it is a fine idea. You might think it's a little radical, but... Uh, I'm all for radical. But why not? What would be your walk-up music? It would be you singing the Snoop Dogg theme. Can we get a little? Can we get a little bit? Bow wow, bow wow, I mean, it would be guaranteed to be oh one for against me every time because I would still be giggling at your rendition. But it would be worth it. What would your walk-up music be? Uh, fast car by Tracy Chapman. <laughs> Really? You know how we were saying that, like, oh, it's a fast car. It's like I'm really zooming. Yes. Like, do, 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 yes. do, 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 Maybe yeah. the theme from MASH. Sure. Suicide is painless. Uh, or do you what it would be? Uh, my walk-up would be the music they played in Eyes Wide Shut when they saw the, like, the, yes. the do, 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 <laughs> do, do. And, and you you would have a clear mask. Oh, I would absolutely. I would. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to come up with a mask. Just like your pal Ellis Valentine. You could talk yeah. to him. Uh, anything by Philip Glass, baby. It's always Coyota Scotsy. It's always a good choice. It's always a good choice. Um, maybe just a kid uh, playing yakety sax on a kazoo. <laughs> uh huh. How about uh, uh, your kisses on my list? By the way, is that's I always say that's one of the weirdest songs because it implies. That there's other things on the list. Yeah. Like, because your kiss is on my list, and I'll fettuccine with clams is on my list, <laughs> right. and the Sopranos is on my list. <laughs> For the best thing, it's about an obsessive compulsive list writer <laughs> yeah, sure who is. wants his girlfriend to know that she made the list. Yes. That, that's and what, what did she kick off the list? Right. How often is the list updated? Yep. These are the questions. It's hitter number six. Where does it... She doesn't even doesn't even say it's on the top of my list. Nope. Nice guy Curtis Granderson's up. Yep. He leads the league in nice guyness. He was acquired because he's a nice guy and they thought they'd get him a ring. I think the minute he arrived, mm. he and Gonzalez showed up and they went on a 10-game losing they streak. They were a bit of the cool. Good walk-up music for Curtis, though. Walk this walk way. Walk this way, yep. Yeah, that's a good that's not off. bad. What, let's see what his OBP is. He just led him the other way. That's go. a fair ball. Granderson's gone to second. Look at that. You were crapping all over. Nice guy, I Curtis Andy. And he got the daily double presented by Jeopardy. Stop it. Stop making everything have a theme song. That does remind me when I was a kid at Veterans Stadium and when uh, the greatest right fielder in, I think in Major League history, I think we'd all agree is... Oh, Arnold, Evans? No, uh, close. Uh, Arnold Ray Bake McBride. The best player named Arnold. Or Bake, perhaps. Or McBride. <laughs> So he score, gets the trifecta. Whenever Bake would hit, get an extra base hit, which he did quite often for the early 80s Phillies, uh, yep. the scoreboard would, would pop up and it would say, it's not boiled, it's not fried, it's shake and bake. Wow. Yeah. So, I don't know. Is the, is the Daily Double sponsored by Jeopardy a step forward? Or? I think it's lateral. 
lateral. I think it's lateral. I don't think we've improved. I think we've always been stupid. Yes. Agreed. What was the uh, uh, two-thirds of the earth is covered by water, the other third is covered by Gary Maddox? That's exactly right. Look at that. Did that from memory. I think Ralph Kiner was the one that said that, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think Ralph Kiner is the, also the same one who has said, well, it looks like uh, McDowell's relieved himself on the mound. <laughs> Andres Galarraga is one for four with a double and a homer. <laughs> well, who uh, Coleman, the old uh, the the Padres announcer, was it Jerry Coleman? Jerry Coleman, the late Jerry Coleman, yeah. American hero. I believe. Uh, I think he may have said Raleigh Fingers is throwing up in the bullpen, <laughs> amongst many other great ones. Yeah, he's an American hero, uh, no doubt about it. So there you go. Is he related to Fritz Coleman, the fine LA weatherman? No, uh, Possibly. Not, not related to Choo Choo Coleman, the late former Mets catcher. Who was in one of the all-time greatest baseball books, which I told you to read today. Can anybody here play this game, game by Jimmy, Jimmy Breslin? Jimmy Breslin. And, and you know what happened when a reporter asked, uh, they asked Choo Choo Coleman uh, if he was married. He said yes. And the reporter said, what's your wife's name? And he said, Mrs. Coleman. <laughs> a true story. Yep. And, and, uh, By the way, little known fact, Mrs. Coleman also shacked up with Rick Manning. <laughs> I think that is correct. If anyone got that joke. Yes. All right. Well, hey, um, it's the Christmas Day podcast. And I'm ba- we're just basically just sitting. If you're going to a ball game with me, we're just basically hanging out. There are three Ks on the on the the strikeout meter because they've only had three strikeouts. It's always awkward when I just see K K K. Come on, get a fourth strikeout. You know, at this point, just pretend. Just pretend there's a fourth one. No one's keeping track. That is a nice Christmas thought to bring up at the very end of the show. I know a little bit of eggnog for you right here. <laughs> I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas. And uh, the score is six-two Dodgers against the Padres in this game. Which uh, I think will I think it's right now. No, there's only one other game being played right now, and that's between Arizona and San Francisco. Uh, but there's no game being played where you're listening because it's Christmas Day. I'm here with Michael Ferraro. And uh, was that Grandal who walked? And here's Corey. All right, well, we'll continue watching the game. Good night. Hey, do you want to say uh, goodbye, Merry Christmas, Michael Ferraro? Yes. Should I say it now? Sure. Here's my walk-up song by Corey Sager. I have no idea what it is, and I never want to hear it again. Good night, Merry Christmas, and happy Sully Baseball Podcast from Michael X. Ferraro. And to all a good night. Okaya Dixon is currently batting. We are currently at the official... Hey, who hasn't played yet part of the game? We're going to the ninth inning. It is nine to 9-2 Dodgers over San Diego. Well, Mike Ferrara had to go home, and I'm sitting here watching a 9-2 to blowout game. There's uh, so few people left in Dodger Stadium right now. It looks like one of those times when a high school team is playing a tournament game in a major league stadium, and there's only a handful of people here. I think there were more people here when the mariachi band was playing than here in the bottom of the eighth inning. But do you know what? I don't care. This is my last chance 
to see a live Major League Baseball game in this calendar year. And uh, I'm going to stay to the end. It's a 92 game. I'm not going to lie to you. This is not the best game I've ever seen. I've had a great time hanging out with my buddy Michael Ferraro. And any day at the ballpark is better than a day when you're not at the ballpark. But uh, I'm sticking by here. Right now, uh, Alex Verdugo is the batter. He's a 158 hitter for the Dodgers. And he just got a hit with a line drive caught by the third baseman. And for all I know, Alex Verdugo became a big hero with a game-winning home run in the World Series. Here's Jock Peterson, Palo Alto's own Jock Peterson, who has uh, had a very disappointing season. Again, he could be a World Series hero. I don't know. I really don't know. All right, it's the top of the ninth. There's two outs, nobody on. Not one single player on the field for the Dodgers started the day for the Dodgers. They've gone, there's an entirely new nine. Welcome to September baseball. There's two outs, nobody on. It's 9-2 Los Angeles. Uh, Manuel Margot, former Red Sox farmhand, is at the plate. Brock Stewart uh, is the reliever pitching for L.A., and there are now four strikeouts for the Dodgers for the course of the game. It is one ball, no strikes. And we are getting very, very close to the end of the last game. And, damn, the only game I'll have seen live this year. So now there's a strike on Margot. And, you know, we're wrapping up Christmas time. And we're wrapping up this year. And right now, so it's two balls, one strike in a very empty Dodger Stadium. And that's it. Pop up, end of the game. Q Randy Newman, 9 2 the final. And we go on to the postseason. And you all know who won. I have no clue. But I hope that you enjoyed sitting in the ballpark with me as my little Christmas gift for you. As always, go to SullyBaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, drive on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitch, Stitcher, Grandma, everywhere. You can be old school, send me an info, an email at info at SullyBaseball.com. The music is by Ted Thacker, Patrick Kaliski, and for right now, Randy Newman. Another perfect Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy Ricky Anderson's birthday. Thanks, Michael Ferraro. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, or the Sully Baseball Podcast, not daily, for the 25th day of December 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.